Can insulin resistance be reversed? The short answer, yes. Welcome to the I'm Thinking of Having a Baby podcast. I'm Hannah, a fertility dietitian who with the power of food helps get your hormones in check and create your dream family faster. I'll be talking about foods to avoid, to reduce insulin resistance, plus those foods get plenty of. Let's get eating. As covered in our previous episode, insulin resistance is when your body's cells become less responsive to insulin, which can lead to high blood sugar levels and other health issues, in particular infertility. It's not entirely clear what causes it, but there is some evidence that your gut microbiome could be to blame. Basically, if you're eating a lot of processed foods, sugar and fat, it can mess up your gut bacteria and make it easier for toxins to leak into your bloodstream. That leads to inflammation, making it harder for your body to use insulin properly. All right, let's dive deeper into the foods that can make insulin resistance worse. Instead of pointing fingers at one specific food, although that's very tempting, I want to focus on foods that can have a negative impact on insulin resistance. Avoiding just one food won't make a huge difference, but cutting back on certain food groups can definitely have the positive effect that you're aiming for. So what are these food groups that your body won't say thank you for? First up, processed foods. You know, the stuff that comes in boxes or through a car window in a paper bag. Think about those items with a long list of ingredients that barely resemble anything that grows in the ground or on a tree. Hmm, imagine Tim Tam tree. These ultra-processed foods tend to be high in sugar, salt, saturated fat, and really low in fiber. It's a perfect recipe for insulin resistance to rear its ugly head. Now let's be real here, we cannot completely avoid these foods, and honestly, we don't want to either for the rest of our lives, but we definitely can cut back on them. We can find ways to enjoy snacks, meals and beverages made with fewer ingredients, most of which we can actually recognize and identify. Next on the list is sugar. We're talking about whether it's natural or artificial. It is the likes of maple syrup, honey, agave, coconut, sugar. Even in its natural form, sugar can still cause our blood sugar levels to spike. And when it comes to sweeteners like stevia or the artificial ones, they don't affect blood sugar levels, but they do give our insulin levels a kick, as our brains signal our tummies to get ready for that sweet taste. All importantly, they mess with the diversity of our gut bacteria. And guess what? You got it. That has a link to the development of insulin resistance. Now let's talk about fats. Some types of fats can directly make insulin resistance worse. We're talking about saturated and trans fats found in things like butter, cream, lard, shortening and palm oil and anything made from those. On the other hand, there are fats that may actually help reduce insulin resistance, like the unsaturated fats found in olive oil, sunflower, canola and so on. Now keep in mind that the total amount of fat we consume does matter. At the end of the day, fat is fat and it's pretty calorie dense. It's more than double the calories than carbs and protein. Since excess fat can worsen your insulin resistance, we want to make sure that regardless of our diet and how much fat we're having and what kind of fat we're not slowly getting fatter. Despite the effect that diet has on your gut bugs, inflammation and therefore insulin resistance, the good news is that one way you can reduce your insulin resistance or avoid it entirely is to simply eat more plants. Didn't see that one coming from a dietitian, did you? <laughs> Why plants? Well, plants contain fiber. In fact, only plants contain fiber. Your gut bacteria adore them. So eating foods like whole grains, veggies, fruits, nuts and seeds and legumes are basically, you're writing a love letter to your gut bugs, showing them how much you care. 
When your gut bacteria eat this fiber, they produce something called short-chain fatty acids. You don't have to remember that. They strengthen your cell barriers and reduce inflammation. That helps your gut heal and makes it easier for your body to use insulin. So just by showing a little TLC to your gut bugs, they in turn shower you with gifts of short-chain fatty acids, which make you a healthier, happier, more fertile you. On the other hand, if you're eating a lot of processed foods and artificial sweeteners in your beverages, it's been shown to make your gut bacteria less diverse, which leads to more problems. Okay, so get this. Those trendy, short-term diets can actually mess with your gut bacteria. Like if you're doing one of those diets where you only eat animal products, or you're eating a ton of protein but barely any fiber because you've cut out grains, most fruit, beans, it can totally throw things off. Basically, those diets can cause an increase in bacterioides and a decrease in firmicutes, two types of bacteria species, which is not great news for your colon health in the long run. So while those diets might help with weight loss in the short term, they're definitely not the best option for your overall well-being, especially in the long term. So trying to focus on eating whole plant-based foods as much as possible is definitely the way to go. Before we get into how you can actually do that, let's just chat a tiny bit about probiotics. Do they help with insulin resistance? We've got some interesting findings to share about probiotics and their effect on insulin resistance. There's been a bunch of research that's been done However, most of it is in animals. Of the 27 recent studies done on animals, it does show that certain probiotics, lactobacillus, bifidobacterium, clostridium, and acomantia, can really help with insulin resistance. They can reduce it. They also improved other markets of well-being, like reducing blood cholesterol, inflammation, and improving the diversity of gut bacteria. Remember, though, these are animal studies. In the seven human studies that there are, the results were a lot more mixed. Five of those studies showed benefits and two showed absolutely no effect at all. What does this mean? We don't have a guarantee that probiotics, as easy as they are to take, will fix insulin resistance in humans. However, animal studies do give us hope for further research. It's likely that we'll need to combine probiotics with other things, like a healthy lifestyle, to really see added benefits. Probiotics are unlikely to cause harm, but there's also limited proof that they make a difference. What's the best thing to do? Change up your food. So how can you do that? Like, actually do that? Well, let's do a quick check-in. And based on your results, I've got a couple of challenges for you. The first thing, how many handfuls of vegetables are you eating every day, including the weekends? Now, when I say vegetables, I'm meaning every colourful veg you can think of, not counting potato, kumara, and corn. If some days you're eating three handfuls and other days you're eating one, go with the lowest number. Now, if you are eating less than five handfuls a day, make that your goal. That's your first challenge. Here are some ways you could inch towards having your five handfuls a day. Focus on your weekend. Is it letting you down? Can you include veggies with your brunch or a vegetarian meal if you eat out? Can you challenge yourself each meal to add just one extra veg? Rattle your brain and think, okay, what's something else I can throw in here? Tossing a handful of green leaves onto your plate before you serve up the main dish can help because then you sort of hide the veg and it doesn't just become like a mouthful of spinach leaves. Choose a veggie instead of a fruit as a snack is another one. 
All right. So if you are nailing the five handfuls a day, well done. Here's the second thing. How many different types of plants are you eating each week? If you count up every plant that you have across the day, is it close to 30? Because that's what we're aiming for. For example, this morning I had oats with apple, cinnamon and LSA, which is linseed, sunflower and almond. That's six different plant foods without really trying. Don't worry about the quantity here. We're focusing on variety. And variety matters because those gut bugs we're nurturing, while there are lots of different types of them, and they love variety. It is the spice of life, after all. As always, if you want more inspo for increasing the quantity and quality of plants in your life so you can reap all of the benefits, go ahead and download the recipe booklet I created just for this episode with plenty of things for you to try. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions or comments, shoot us an email, a DM on Instagram, and make sure to tune in next time where we'll be talking about how leotards and lycra can beat insulin resistance. Can't wait.